you are about to enter the world of the Faceoff Hockey Podcast. Only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? The cases are real. The debates are real. Their rulings are final. This guy's such an idiot here. <laughs> this is your podcast. This is Face Off Hockey. Tiger, where are you? <laughs> Tiger! We also didn't talk about how now there's going to be a... Wow, must die. All right, Mr. Kakamo, this is kind of a throwback. Um, it's just me and you, buddy. How does it feel? This kind of feels like the audition. <laughs> Yeah. Un, uncla- undeclassified, or does that even make sense? The decla- undeclassified? <laughs> I don't even know. Like the They're classified. Hidden... No one has seen him except for me and you and, well, someone we're not going to name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His name, anyway, not important. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so back when we first started this, uh, those who have followed since the beginning, Gio and I, it was, it was originally just the two of us because we both uh, were writing for a particular blog site. And then Mike came into the picture the second episode but yeah. before that happened we the third episode aud- actually yeah oh yeah technically yes so we aud- we 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 did one as an audition because we were told to record something and and send a sample and we did a whole show and then we did another one because we were too we weren't we were tired of waiting on them and then we were like let's just do it ourselves and that's what we did and yeah. then and then mike came in the third one but that might was- be the best decision we've ever made was to not <laughs> Was to oh. not wait these clowns because I know I've said this, but I'm I'm a bit of a, a tinfoil hat kind of guy. Um, I still believe that the demo tapes were never sent to the higher ups, and we were left to rot because well, I think someone that had control is not a fan of us. <laughs> well, also, also there was a lot of things that were happening in the hockey world oh, and yeah. we were just not recording. So yeah. we, I, we were like, I, I think we both came like, okay, we'll wait for like a week or two, but then uh, we just, we just got impatient and we filmed, we recorded the first one at Humber college, your yep. campus. And I remember, I remember that. And then after uh, did some looking around for some studios and, and we did the first one at uh, the studio that we, Oh, it was just me and you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we, I, I remember filming a lot on Instagram with my phone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is kind of, I mean, hey, we miss Mikey. We love Mikey, but this is nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Mike. We're not going to talk about the Habs. Um, they're your favorite team. But uh, we know he's going to be listening to this. But I guess we kind of went off the rails at the start. But Mikey is not here today because, well, he is now a big adult. And the guy is moving into his first house. So a little... Golf claps for you, Mr. Lascaris. Congratulations. Um, he did mention he has access to this Zoom link, so he might jump in, but I'm going to count my blessings, and uh, I don't think he's joining us today. But, um, Mikey, you're here in spirit for us. Um, so today, CAC, we're going to go over a lot. Um, it is Tuesday. Tomorrow, you guys will be hearing this, so we're a day behind on recordings, but we are going to get this news out to you quick. Um, but first, we got to talk about my embarrassment uh, of trivia on the Slump Buster podcast. So if you guys were listening to us last week and you follow our good friend south of the border, the Slump Buster podcast, they invited me on along with Elena and Annie, who we will be having on in the future as well. And uh, we talked about the hub cities, the playoff format, and then we got into a little bit of trivia. It was centered around NHL, Wayne Gretzky, and then each of our favorite teams. So there was Toronto Maple Leafs trivia, Anaheim Ducks trivia, and Pittsburgh Penguins trivia. And if you are not listening, but you are watching right now, Kak is making a face because, well, he listened to the episode. And I, fair warning, during recording, I texted these guys and I was like, you guys are not going to be happy. And, um, well, you know, let's get let's get an outside opinion. Kak, you want to kind of explain what? Oh. I'll back myself up because you know what? I was given some hardball questions. I tried to go big off the start. I tried to go for the $500 questions right away. This was Jeopardy format, so for people that know Jeopardy, um, you know how it works. If you don't, uh, where have you been? Um, but I tried to go big. I dug myself a grave early. The girls, hey, all credit to them. They did great. They knew some shit, but I think they were throwing some softballs. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, Wayne Gretzky's nickname was a 500 or $400 question, and I'm like, that shouldn't even be on there. But, Cack, come on, what would you think? Oh boy. Uh, I'm a big, 
I, I love trivia. I love hockey trivia. Like I, like, I think I even said when I was on their show, like it was Harry Potter and hockey were my religions growing up. Yeah. I, the, the leaf questions, not, uh, <laughs> I mean, but you and I both know ultimate Gretzky by heart. So I was yeah. a little broken hearted. Well, sorry, I mean, go ahead. when you said eight, I was doing weights, I was working out when, um, you you when when i i first when i first wa- listened to it i went straight to the trivia because you had talked about it for a couple of days and i was just like i i'll i'll get to the other stuff later but i really want to know <laughs> how bad it went. went down i'm like it could have gone that bad and then i listened to it i went hmm. but uh when <laughs> i when like the I caught my, I records caught, I, i'm gonna stop you because i caught myself on like one or two questions where I, I said the answer and then right away i was like oh shit that's the wrong answer yeah, and I'm like that one had to do with uh, the Leafs' first European captain. Yeah, it was Matt Sundin, and I knew it was Matt Sundin, but I jumped trigger and I saw European first in Maple Leaf, and I said Boris Salming. But right away, I was like, "Oh fuck, that is not the right answer." Um, the second one uh, was Dwayne Gretzky, and it I thought it was a bit of a trick question, but it was like, "What team did he play on before uh, coming to the NHL?" And for anyone who knows a little bit of the Gretzky history or Oilers history, they were a part of the WHA, which was a professional league, and then they went into the NHL still as the Oilers. So I thought it was the Oilers, but of course it was the Indianapolis Racers, and I knew that as soon as Juju flipped the card. I, well, so I'm lifting weights. I'm going, Indianapolis, say Indianapolis. But I dropped the weights when you said that Wayne Gretzky had 85 NHL records. Oh, that, yeah, that was a little ridiculous. That was a little ridiculous. The Salming one, I'm like, he was never a captain. And then I was going through the captains in my head. I'm like, it has to be Sundin. It's too easy. Not. And then I was like, oh, oh, well, okay. And then uh, when Annie was, or Atlanta was like like 21, I went, okay, like, Gio, come on, come on, come on. He went 85. I went, I I dropped it. I went, yeah, it's a little ridiculous. I think, <laughs> but, you know, you know, I dug myself a grave. I couldn't get out. I got one question right, I think, and it was um, who did Wayne Gretzky have part ownership with in the CFL? And yeah. that was a softball. That was the, the, our hometown, yeah. Toronto. And I remember that. It was, and I, I was like, yeah, John, John Candy. John Candy, and there was a third guy. But there was, um, there was a third guy. But Julian, I remember because I, I listened to it twice, and Julian goes the CAC is going to be like screaming internally. And I was like, Oh, 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 oh do, yeah. do I, I, ever. <laughs> I felt so, I felt so embarrassed. And I, the whole time I wasn't even thinking about them releasing that episode out to the public. I was thinking about you and Mikey and I'm like, I am just doing our podcast a disservice right now. But don't go <laughs> off my trivia, bring CAC on for the trivia. You can give me a second shot at redemption juju. Um, maybe one day, but no time soon, please. Um, fine if if all three of us were on Slump Buster and we all played NHL trivia or Gretzky trivia. That'd be yeah, cool. We could do that. That then only one of us would get embarrassed and not just our whole show in general. Um, <laughs> Mikey has to make his appearance on the show, so he might be up yeah. next. So we'll yeah. we'll have to train him. Well, no, because they're gonna be like, okay, best goaltender of all time. He's gonna be like Ken Dryden. Oh, he's <laughs> gonna, he, yeah, he will embarrass us with this Habs nonsense. Um, we love you, Mikey. Um, so moving on though, uh, Arizona. And Boston, they each had one member. Uh, Arizona had a staff member test positive. Boston had an unidentified player test positive. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, uh, James Dolan, uh, I want to give a little correction here. Last episode, we kept saying Jim Dolan, uh, Jim James, Jimothy. It's all the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> James Dolan in the New York Rangers, Knicks, whatever, they released their uh, Black Lives Matter statement finally. Um, we'll touch on that quickly, (laughs) but the two main topics we're really going to dive into today and it might take a majority because I mean, July 10th is coming quicker. Uh, it's approaching. Um, so the hub cities will probably be announced soon. Um, there was some big news today for up here in the great white North, eh? Um, Justin Trudeau had a statement, so we'll get into that. Um, Ryan Reeves, he re-upped again in Vegas, two years, 1.75 AAV. Shout out Revo. He's got uh, he, a former glue guy of ours. Um, yep. He's got a role, man. And there's some pundits uh, out there with blue check marks. And CAC knows who I'm talking about that they just keep saying, oh, how does this guy keep getting multi-million dollar deals? I want to well, know who, I want to know how these guys are writing for anyway, whatever. Go on. I mean, we all know how the writing process works for this affiliated blog and there's really no background check. They kind of give anyone with fingers a job. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Revo, he re-ups in Vegas. Good for him. Yeah. Um, the NHL.com, they did a list of uh, 
the top 16 goalies of the 16 teams uh, that are in the playoffs, qualifying round, whatever. So we'll take a look at that, kind of give analysis, what we think. But um, we're leaving off the show today with some big news. And it's a team we've talked about literally since episode one. (laughs) The auditions, actually. Um, The Buffalo Sabres are back in the front lines today. Uh, Terry Pagula and their ownership, they have decided to part ways with Jason Botterill. I'm sure Melody Martin will be happy. I was Maybe not of, as happy. <laughs> I was thinking of old Melody. I was thinking of girl, man. Yeah, so Jason Botterill, uh, GM, he is out. Randy Sexton, the assistant GM, he is also out. Uh, Steve Kevin, Greeley. Yep. Steve Greeley also out too. Yep, so they made a whole front office change. Uh, Kevin Adams, who I think was president or VP of hockey ops there, he was doing something with Buffalo, but he is the GM, and he's not the interim GM. He is the GM. Uh, Terry Pagula announced that. So, Cac, where do you want to start? Another changing of the guard in Buffalo. Um, is, what the I coach, think... is the coach next? Is Kruger going to be next again? Or is this all our boy, Jack Eichel? What is going on in Buffalo? Take it away. He, Jack, Jack, he protect, he attack, but most importantly, he did not want Botterill back. Yeah, uh, we had a meme that went on fire today. Go follow us, subscribe, Instagram, Twitter, at FaceOffPuckPod. Check it out. Look, there's so many things. I don't even – so basically the Buffalo Sabres, they're paying for three GMs. I think they had two more weeks with Tim Murray on the books, and now they have another couple of years with uh, Botterill, and now they have to – Yeah, two like, more years, yeah. And now, and now with Kevin Adams, I, I know Kevin Adams was an assistant with Buffalo at one point. I don't know if it was this season that he was an assistant um, uh, coach, but it's, it's, it's kind of odd because the, I, I actually retweeted uh, Luke Fox had a tweet. Um, he, I guess was quoting the Pagulas and he basically, the Pagulas basically said that after, even though they gave the guy like Botterill three weeks ago, the vote of confidence, he, they go, we felt that we weren't being heard. We have a vision and we want to see our vision succeed. And I'm like, what? Like you guys <laughs> haven't played a game in months. You yeah. probably play for another six. If you know, the NHL season decides to, uh, reconvene in November, December, you guys gave the guy, you gave him a vote of confidence three weeks ago. Like what weren't you hearing? So it's yep. kind of interesting because of the comments that were made by Ristaline and the comments that were more importantly, I guess, made by Jack Eichel. I guess they just were like, okay, you know what? Just cut the cord. But at the same time, Botterill, how long was Botterill even in office? Like it didn't Not seem that long. That, like what, what did you expect to do in two years? In Buffalo. It's, it's, yeah, I was just about to say that, especially in Buffalo. I mean, a lot of hockey teams, no matter who you are, with financial uh, gains over any – I mean, there's a salary cap. So, I mean, Toronto, a lot of people point to their uh, their financial flexibility because they can afford to pay signing bonuses. They can afford to get the best staff, uh, training, whatever. Anything that doesn't count towards the cap, um, they got the advantage. But Terry Pagula, I mean – it was a couple months ago when this whole COVID and the pandemic started. Uh, he got his – most of his money comes from oil. So the oil companies were taking a hit, and he had openly said, well, I'm putting most of it now into the Buffalo Bills anyway. So we're not going to – it had to do, I guess, with paying the employees' salaries. That was a whole big thing for weeks after that. Um, but I kind of forgot where I was going with this. Um, what did I say? I was starting off with Terry Pagula, money, ownership. Oil. Uh, salary cap hmm. talking about salary cap but oh I, mean, I think it was just about spending their money outside of like a salary cap oh. like going to get coaches and you know it, I guess I'll, I'll kind of get back on my track here but they kind of it seemed like they were going to get steam a couple years ago they thought they were getting Mike Babcock and then Toronto came in and swooped Babcock away from them and it kind of thought like man Buffalo is kind of going to be stuck in mediocreness to downhill for a long time um, I mean, Jeff Skinner was a nice piece for them, but they gave him a huge contract. Jack Eichel's got a huge contract, but it's like you said, what do you expect Botterill to do in two years? And especially in a place like Buffalo, like, look, Ralph Kruger is a good coach. I mean, he took team Europe to, I mean, we joke about the world cup of hockey in 2016, but he took that ragtag team all the way to the finals. Yep. It, you know, like, okay, that that's an improvement. That's a very, that's a good move. 
but you're not going to be able to do anything substantial within two years in a market like Buffalo. So I, and then you give the reins to a guy that has no, no track record as a GM. Like I know Toronto with Dubas is a little different, but Dubas had at least the experience in the Sioux. And he was around the team. I mean, he was running the Marlies, but he was around Lou Lamorello, Brennan Shanahan, Mark Hunter. I mean, there's not a better big three in a front office that you could have at that time. I mean, Shanahan, Lou, first of all, that speaks for itself. And then Mark Hunter, I mean, very well respected, obviously in junior hockey and even in the NHL. Yeah. Well, he, I, Mark Hunter was the guy that pretty much when Babcock said, pick Hannafin, he goes, no, pick Marner. Yeah. And you won't regret it. When Lou left, I I knew it was going to be Dubis because they weren't going to let a young, smart guy like that go. Yeah. But I wanted it to be Mark Hunter, man. I thought he should have been the guy. But it would it would have been interesting. But back to the Sabres, like the Sabres, like Kevin Adams doesn't have a track record really in any GM capacity. So yeah. it it just it's kind of like, do you just want a yes man? Like if if you want your vision, whatever your the vision game. is, he's been around the game a long time. So maybe they yeah. think that might have something well, to do. with So it. was Mike Milbury, but he beats fans <laughs> with a shoe, back. and 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 he and he torpedoed the New York Islanders. I mean, yeah. Wang had a had something to do with that too, but. <laughs> But, like, I don't – like, do they just want a yes, man? Like, if you just want this – whatever your vision is, just be the GM yourself. That way you're not going through a carousel of GMs. I mean, yeah. I kind of see, like, when they brought my buddy – well, not my buddy, but I like to think he's my buddy – Ted <laughs> Nolan, when they brought him back and then they, like, only to fire him right after, yeah. I'm like, these guys do not know what they're doing. They don't. And then I thought, okay, they when they gave Motorola the vote of confidence, I'm like, okay, they get it. They get it. It's taking time. Give Botterill some more time because you, I mean, Melody Martin, you know, her songs make a trade, make a trade. And like I said, kind of hard to do that in Buffalo yeah. and sign big free agents that aren't Kyle Pozo. So Wayne Simmons. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, anyway, he's going to resign. Apparently he wants to stay there. <laughs> I guess he's a big fan of Bruce almighty. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm starting to see why people are getting frustrated with the Pagulas in Buffalo. Like Ottawa is getting with, well, not is getting, there have been frustrated for a very long time, but I'm starting to see that where it's just, it's ridiculous. And you just, you you just scratch your head at at all these, all these rash decisions. And I don't know. Well, it kind of, it's, I'm kind of going to lead off with this, but I know it's only been four or five years with Jack Eichel, but when does it kind of start to turn on him? I mean, we know he got Bilesma out of there pretty quick. Um, was it Bilesma? Who was the coach before? And Phil Housley, sorry. No, he well, wanted both. 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 He got yeah, both, both of them out. He just comes out and says this stuff. And I mean, around the same time that vote of confidence was announced or given out, he said, like, I hate losing. He's like, I'd be lying to you if I, if I said I wasn't happy here, blah, blah, blah. And um, there were a couple other people that had made reference. Like anytime a player usually says this, it's within a year or two, he's out of there. Um, he's got a big ticket. I mean, I would drop a lot of players for Jack Eichel. I would take that $10 million cap hit. If I could, um, I would try and make a move for that. But what's Jack Eichel really done? I mean, he's been hurt, but when he plays, he's unreal. He's like a point of game kind of player, but what, he hasn't won anything. Why, why do you got to blame this? If Kruger gets fired in the next year or two, that would be three coaches in like six years under Jack Eichel. Um, Not to mention now a second or third GM. Uh, I mean, when does it, when does it start to turn on the player? It's a good, it's a good question. I mean, hockey is a team sport. So you can make the argument that Eichel has like the, the amount of points that Eichel has been getting in his career, despite not really having a star winger, Jeff Skinner in a contract year does not count. People. And Buffalo had to give that money to someone. They needed to keep a guy. So they were yeah. going to give him whatever they could, but, um, but I agree at, at some point, you know, you have to look at, and even Rasmus Ristolainen is like, I'm not used to winning ever. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's not that's not what you want to say because now I'm looking at you. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's and crazy what's happening like, there in hockey. It's a sport where you don't you can't have one guy like in basketball. Um, you need a full team effort, but you do have to have really good players. But I mean, like Jack Eichel kind of frustrates me because I'm not saying he, this firing of Jason Botterill is directly related to Jack Eichel, but. There is a track record of him opening his mouth, openly being not happy about his situations, 
and then we see pieces get moved around. So it wouldn't surprise me if Jack Eichel, his comments a month ago made Pagula think, okay, like let's, let's make our superstar happy. We got to keep him here. But I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't doubt it either later down the road, but I guess we'll have to see, but uh, Buffalo man, like mediocrity at its finest. And I don't know if it's mediocre, like they've been terrible for a long time, but we even said, I mean, I openly admitted it back in studio. We had the race with Edmonton. I said, Buffalo be the team. And you kept pushing Edmonton, 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 um, Dave Tippett. And I was like, yeah, I'll admit it now. You were absolutely right. Buffalo just, I don't know if they're like the Toronto Maple Leafs of the last 10 years ago or five, 10 years ago in that run, but they're getting there. They're going to hit rock bottom again real soon. Um, it's, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I really a don't few- a few nights ago, I was watching highlights of the 07 Eastern Conference Final between Ottawa and Buffalo, and I was just amazed. Like, that was not even 15 years ago. That was a little over 10 years ago. And just the fall from grace that both those clubs yeah. have had. And you look at Buffalo, and it's like they were just not able to sustain keeping their star players. Now, I guess with Jack Eichel, you kind of have to, you know, you're going to do everything you can to keep them. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, that's it. They got to lock them yeah, but at the Yeah, exactly. At the same time, Darlene. Yeah, you have to draft and you have to develop well, but you're not going to draw. I mean, Okposo, that's that was a, a whole other thing. That was yeah. money. But, like, how else are you going to attract big free agents to to Buffalo, which is a niche market? Let's be real. I like Buffalo. I, I've always had a great time there. Oh, okay, well. Okay, it's, that's, bu- it's Buffalo, dude. Like <laughs> I, enjoy wa- I enjoy watching games there. I mean, Detroit a little better, but I'm just yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's a – it's it's not New York or LA or I mean you know, it is New York. <laughs> well, yeah, but like not the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah, smartass. But like, <laughs> but it's you know it's kind of hard to get anyone like Buffalo in the room with anybody, any big free agent that you yeah. you know. So it's 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 a tough it's a very tough gig, and they've just it's I don't I don't know what the Pagula is. Their their biggest free agent signing would have would have been Mike Babcock if he decided to go there before at the last second uh he came to Toronto. Weren't they offering him more money too or something? They were offering him yeah I think they're offering him more money um but then when the Leafs came in I mean Toronto just had they just had to show the logo and Babs was in um I mean, he probably thought – I was talking about this today with someone at work about Mike Babcock, actually, before we get off the Buffalo Sabres. But Mike Babcock here in Toronto, because we were talking about how he could have went to Buffalo, he went from being the most celebrated coach to the most hated coach in Toronto so fast. Like, so fast. When he came here, he was the god. He was praised. Oh, my gosh, we have Mike Babcock. We're going to turn it around. And then – it couldn't have gone from that to get that, get this guy out of here. Like now. <laughs> he, he literally did everything the opposite of he, what he wrote about in his primer. Yeah. Um, because I, because I remember reading that when we were starting the show and I'm like, okay, this guy wrote this stuff. Why didn't he do it in Toronto? And people were getting pissed. Like, they're like, why aren't you like listening to your power play coach? Why aren't you put, not putting, Matthews on the ice in a game seven like what's up with that this is a guy who this is a guy who's arrogant egotistical stubborn and would rather fall on his sword and lose and he even alluded to this he'd rather fall on his sword and lose than win someone else's way and I think Leaf fans just got sick of it and tired of it yeah I mean he definitely fell on his sword Uh, he went out the way he wanted to go out I guess people couldn't have been happier I mean I was ecstatic at the time because I thought this guy had to go but (laughs) after the David Ayers and then the blow up in Pittsburgh and all that, I was like, man, Mike Babcock would be kind of a good guy to have around right now. <laughs> in the ass. But um, we'll get off the Buffalo Sabres and Mike Babcock. We'll talk into some more recent. It's okay. It's okay. Melody, I mean, but, Bab, yeah. Melody, you'll, I'm sure you'll figure a song out. Um, but yeah, we, we don't need to talk Mike Babcock. He's not in the league. We don't need to talk about Buffalo because they're not in the playoffs. And frankly, they won't be a hub city. Um, hub cities have been coming up in the NHL news lately. And um, if I had to guess right now with the information I know, I'm thinking it's going to be Vegas and I'm thinking it's going to be Toronto. And uh, we can get into that in a second, but I kind of want to go over the rumors that have been talked about online that the Eastern Conference playoff teams 
will be in the Western Conference hub, and the Western Conference playoff teams will be in the Eastern hub. Um, what? What is that about? I mean, I know there's no fans, but what what is that about? I mean, you're screwing with time zones. Uh, like, time zones and local networks would probably be – I mean, the local networks, I mean, Sportsnet and TSN, they'll get the feeds. But, um, like, what? What is that about? Do you I have – well, we talked about this when it came out. Like, I was very – now, it's interesting because, I mean, the Canadian government changed their tune be, between, like, no, we're not even going to discuss hub cities to Trudeau being like, well, maybe. So that's interesting in itself. But the whole that, – that rumor that's been circulating – I don't understand it. Like you, someone was like, well, you can make the argument, you know, uh, home ice advantage. I'm like, there's not going to be anyone no in the stands. There. Yeah. So like, unless you're going to like play three games in one day in the playoffs and airing it, I don't understand why you have the Eastern teams on the West coast and the West teams on the East coast. I, I the nonsensical hockey league, it was what I was my reaction. I'm like, Oh, you know, not more nonsensical hockey league stuff. It just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. I hope it's not true because, and if it is true, I would really love to see them BS their way. Well, I got to hear an explanation. Them. I mean, Oh, okay. If they, if they announce it, you got to back that up. You got to be like, okay, why? And depending on what Gary Bettman in the league says, okay. But it, I can't really, at this point in time, I can't think of any logical explanation for having the Eastern Conference teams go West and the West go East. Um, I don't think there's been details laid out yet about if family can even travel, but if, if family's allowed to travel with them, that's even worse. Cause yeah, like it didn't doesn't, you, it doesn't make sense. Didn't you say that last week that you said that they, they were exploring that, that option. Yeah, with family? They're, ex- they're exploring that option. Um, I think the NBA has kind of looked at um, how many, like, I think, in a bubble they had to look at a max people in a bubble kind of situation because like the nba for example they'll be in disney world so they'll have an access uh blocked off and bubbled for them um so they're kind of looking at how many people are allowed in that bubble uh the nhl same thing but i mean we'll kind of bring in what trudeau said today trudeau gave the uh a vote of confidence <laughs> um to yeah, Cam- well we to- know how much those are worth <laughs> yeah exactly uh just ask jason botterill and demar Derozan. um oh yeah yeah that one cuts deep for him i bet um but anyway trudeau announced he said yeah he approves of uh a hub city being here in canada for the nhl he said it's up to the health officials so it kind of has to go down a ladder so we've heard john tory who's the mayor of toronto here in ontario um, he has said that uh, they have to get pitched by MLSE uh, if the Leafs want to do it. So Vancouver's organization would have to pitch whoever the mayor out, out west is in Vancouver. So the Leafs would have to pitch to John Tory uh, the whole rundown. This is what we plan for testing, uh, hospitality, the whole nine. And John Tory kind of has to be like, okay. And he has the decision now because Trudeau has said, go for it. Um, So, yeah, Trudeau said it's up to health officials. Um, We got to kind of see how it plays out. The numbers here in Ontario for COVID have been going down. The tests have been going up. So kind of a bright spot. But it is kind of the main location for all the Canadian cases. Um, The majority of it comes from here in Quebec. Um, So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think it's no secret now that the NHL wants to have a hub city in Canada. Um, Canadian dollar. I guess the hockey in Canada. I mean, I don't know if that really has anything to play with it. I think money probably has the biggest factor, but there's going to be some hurdles. Like we've talked about the border, uh, getting family in stuff like that. I don't remember what my original point was. I think it was just talking about the hub city locations, but I think they want to have one in the U S one in Canada. It's just interesting though. Like the one, the case like one case in Arizona one case with the Boston player yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what come like if if that had spread because I mean this is not really to do with sports but it came out today and I found this was interesting no but New Zealand had zero cases and then they opened the borders for two women from England or the yeah, UK they brought it there and they brought it there yeah right so yeah. It, I just I just I read that and I was like Oh, oh, oh boy! I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, pitch the hell out of it, but I, I, I'm still, you know, I'm still in my stance for now as to you are, yes. But I did want to bring up that. Yeah. I mean, 
the NHL, besides what's going on in the NBA, which they're getting some backlash from players saying, hey, we don't want to come back. Some of it has to do with COVID. Most of it has to do with um, the social justice in the or the social unrest in the United States. So they're taking a stance on that. Baseball, the MLB, they can't even get their shit together. Um, the NFL, they're on track because they don't start till September. But they, Roger Goodell and the NFL, they have said, uh, we're preparing for positive tests when the season gets going. I mean, uh, Houston Texans players and Dallas Cowboys players, one of them being Ezekiel Elliott, had tested positive for COVID. And they said they've been following protocols and all that. Um, but the NHL, I mean, Arizona had a positive test from a staff member. Boston had a positive test, unidentified player. I don't think I heard anything from the NHL. They're probably trying to keep their head down, figuring out phase two, three, and they're getting going. But going back to what I, how I brought this up, the NFL said we're preparing for positive tests and we're just going to have to work around it. And that's kind of why I've been pushing you a little bit, Cap, because it's happening. It's happening no matter what, even with these positive tests, bud, it's happening. They're going to find a way to work around it. And I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, big fan shout out. Um, and he was talking with uh, Bill Burr. We both love Bill Burr. Oh, he's hilarious. They were just talking about the whole lockdown and situations. And it, I mean, this isn't a political stance or anything like that, but he basically was saying, look, um, businesses closed down for the first little bit. It took a hit. I think he was mentioning the suicide rates in California have shot up um, like crazy just because people have been out of work, out of jobs, lost their businesses. And they were saying once shit opens up again, if there is a second wave and it's how they're predicting, I mean, their predictions have been <laughs> so far. Um, he was saying you can't close down again. You can't stop it. If you're going to open up, you're going to get things going. You got to keep it going. He basically had said, you're not going to ruin people's lives and the economy and all that for something that kills less than 1% of the population. And I kind of thought about that. I was like, yeah, that definitely makes sense. You got to keep the most vulnerable people at watch, the elderly, um, young children, people with autoimmune disease, people who are obsessed, vulnerable to the disease. But it's going to be like the same in sports. Like, yeah, someone's going to get it and they're just going to have to keep going. If it's a star yeah. player... I mean, that's going to hurt for the teams and they'll have to work around that and they'll have to test everyone constantly, which they are planning to do. But it's happening, man. It, the NHL, it's coming back. Unless like catastrophic results come in or something crazy where it's a bunch of teams and a bunch of players, I mean, hockey's coming back. It'd be interesting to see, especially now after all these protests and people not social distancing, what happens. I'll well, tell you. I keep hearing, sorry, I keep hearing as well now that the WHO and the CDC, they're kind of backtracking some comments are saying, oh, it's actually very, very hard to get the disease or transmit the disease outside. And yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm like, what? This is such a yeah. gong show, first of it, all. It is. Like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. But I, I would be interested because I know Arizona – I think went back the state of Arizona went back to closing stuff up because they were just getting wrecked. Like their, their numbers were going up and up and higher. I'll tell you, man, I've been on Hollywood Boulevard where they had 20,000 people cr like cramped on Hollywood Boulevard for that protest. I would be really interested to see those numbers in out of California to see what happens because I've been on that street and I'm like 20,000 people on that stretch of road. Holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah, no, for sure. You know, and some of the players, like Zidane Chara being one of them, was at these marches and that, you know, and so I just. Maybe it's Chara that came down with the COVID. <laughs> oh, shit. It is an unidentified player. We're not, it's alleged, just speculation. Well, not alleged. He was at the thing, but. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. We never know. I mean, mm -hmm. the, a bit of a plus side to this was. I would assume all these NHL teams that are now back working out and stuff like that, they've been testing and we've only heard of two tests out of how many people that are involved. So that's a good thing. I mean, the PGA tour last this past week or weekend, they were testing guys all the time. No one tested positive. So that's a good thing. Uh, you yeah. know, they're following the rules. So uh, sorry, I just got to hit the cough button for a second. <laughs> yeah. But uh... um, they're going to, they're going to get, yeah, sorry. They're going to get going. Uh, I mean, I kind of, I'm, I'm fully preparing and I am ready for hockey to come back, dude. Uh, 
And I, you know, and you know, what tells me why the NHL is coming back because even with all the hub city nonsense and Arizona getting a test and Boston getting a test, they decided to release a top 16 list of the goaltenders in the playoff tournament. So that tells me they're still going because they want this list out there. <laughs> or they're just desperate for content. Well, but it's probably ha- the latter. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen this list, but uh, yeah, let's yeah, run it by um, and let's see how I um, was going to pull it up on the screen share. You oh, know what? maybe I could do it now. I will uh, pull up the NHL list here and we can go down um, one by one. But uh, basically they had um, Tuka Rask at number one. And I kind of wanted to maybe get into that with you, but uh, mm-hmm. let's pull it up here. So we'll share the screen. Um, we can see here Tuka Rask was points. ranked number one. Yeah, I don't know what total points was. Oh, the goalie there's... first was given 16 points, second got 15. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah, I think I think there's a whole thing down the list of how they scored it. But Tuka was one. Vasilevsky uh, was number two. Mm. Hellebuck, number three. Okay. Bennington, number four, Bishop, five, Price, six. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this. Yeah. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, seven. Anderson, number eight, which I thought was kind of shocking because, well, I'll get into that in a second. Uh, Braden Holpe, nine. Hart, ten. Jari, 11. Merzlikens, 12. He's coming off an injury. Thought that was kind of strange. Now, this is where it got interesting to me. Jacob Markstrom at 13. We talked about this before. Jacob Markstrom was arguably a, is arguably a Vesna candidate. Um, why he's 13 kind of shocks me. Maybe because they're not confident in Vancouver, but off the top of my head, I think Vancouver's playing Minnesota in the first round. They can get past Minnesota. I'd have them a little bit higher. But uh, Kemper, 14. Bobrovsky, 15. Oh, if he even starts for the Panthers. I don't even yeah, think he's going to be starting for them. And that's why Robin Leonard at 16 – because I think they don't know if he's going to play that many games for Vegas. Um, yeah. Any initial thoughts, CAC, on this list? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> um, look, geez. I, so, so there's 16 teams, and they have two goaltenders from one team, and then they don't have the goaltender that's been saving the Florida Panthers on their list. Yeah. What? I don't even know. I think, can we Who run wrote this? this? Down? Like, Who? Well, first of all, uh, Edmonton doesn't have a goalie yeah. in this list. Chicago doesn't have a goalie in this list. Uh, the Islanders don't have a goalie in this list. I'm, I'm just going off the top of my head. Um, the Rangers don't have a goalie. Carolina, I don't think I said a Carolina goalie. I didn't see, um, did, Minnesota, I don't think I saw a Minnesota goalie. No, Dubnik wasn't up there. Um, yeah, I, this is a very weird list. I mean, yeah, like you got Carey Price just outside the top five. Don't get that. But they um, also have, sorry, they also have Anderson one spot ahead of Holpe? Like, yeah, and what I was going to say was um, Frederick Anderson is notorious for having brutal starts um, to the season. I mean, they've, they're going to have about three, four months off. What gives you confidence Freddie Anderson is going to be the Freddie Anderson you see in January or December? Also, he this wasn't his strongest season in a Leaf uniform. No, not that, at all. Like, it was probably like, his worst, actually. Yeah, so like that gets lost in the shuffle, which I just – I saw that, and I'm like, okay. Or, what? Like, uh, Anderson, I don't know. I, I would have had him a little bit lower. I would have had the price a little bit lower. I don't know why everyone is – all up in, in prices, you know, he just had a third kid. So I don't expect him to be more alert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw what it did for Fred Van Vliet here in Toronto when he had his kid, he started shooting the lights out and we won a championship, but I'm not saying that's, that's got any correlation to Carey Price winning a Stanley cup. Oh. But um, I, I, like I said, I saw a tweet today. I want to pull up the picture. Um, Cause I had something to do about the penguins and Montreal. It's like Pittsburgh will look to extend the league's longest active streak of playoff appearances and then Montreal aims for an NHL best 84th um, playoff berth and the first since 2017. So, yeah, right there. They've been out of the playoffs for a bit. And Carey Price, like, he hasn't been the Carey Price in 2014, 2015, 2013, whatever. I, I don't understand this. I was going to use another word, but I don't understand this fascination with Carey Price. I just – I don't get it. Look, man, I've been You're a Habs fan. Let me in on yeah. some secrets. Like, clearly I clearly don't know. No, I'm with you because I have <laughs> seen. Like, look, there's. I've watched games where Price has 
and managed to pull some wins. But those shots that he like Price doesn't play with the same amount of I guess energy or vigor that he used to. Like shots. Like I remember one time I was watching a game this season and Price maybe let in one or two goals and and you know the commentators like oh he was lights out. I'm like all the shots that he had were on him. He didn't have to like twist around or make a spectacular save. They were yeah. usually either on the leg pads or they were on his chest. Like he didn't have to work for those. Like David Ayers could have saved those shots. Oh, so okay. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> but uh, uh, PTSD. And uh, so like, I just, I don't, I, like, I, I want to be supportive, but I also have to be critical because I don't see the way he's playing is, like, more lackadaisical, lackadaisical or, you know, more lax than, than I've, I'm used to seeing from him. So I don't know what everyone – like, there's, gotta, there's something that people are seeing that we're not, but that doesn't mean we're wrong. I just I – just, I don't understand it. He's not – especially the last couple of seasons, it doesn't seem like he's the Carey Price we remember. Definitely not the Carey Price that's worth $10.5 million. Yeah. So I don't, I, I have no, nothing to, to, to back those people up because I'm watching a completely different goaltender, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, um, Merzlikens on this list for Columbus, like, yeah, he's a rookie. He's had a good start, but they didn't even have a, a, an Edmonton goalie. So, uh, Mike Smith and, um, um, Oh, uh, number 19. Oh, shoot. oh, uh, oh my goodness. This is, I can't, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I know this guy's name too. They I gave him, they gave him like that three year deal before he even played last year. Why am I drawing a blank? Shirelli signed him and then he got fired. Uh, yeah. Look that up while I, I kind of finish. Koskinen. Koskinen. Yes. I knew Miko, his, Miko, I knew, yeah. Miko. Miko Koskinen. So I knew his first name. Him I didn't know his or last Talbot's name. not on the list, but they have Mers Leakins and, this kind of goes back to what I said with Freddie Anderson having notoriously bad starts. So Merzlikens, yeah, he's a rookie. Um, but from December to basically when the season came to a pause, he was one of the best goalies in the league. But he started off the year 0-4-4, 0.889 save percentage, 3.41 goals against in his first 10 games. Brutal. Um, is he going to have that same kind of start when the league resumes again? And, I mean – since then, he was 13 and 5, 935 save percentage, 1.97 with five shutouts. I mean, pretty good. Uh, probably better than Freddie Anderson's numbers in that time frame. So, why he's not up higher on the list, I don't understand. Um, I guess the NHL and writers, I mean, I can get attest to this sometimes. We sometimes mix shit up to create some content, some controversy, get some clicks going. But mm-hmm. it's our job now as analysts. I'm <laughs> Um, to break down these lists and well, I think we're better than some of the actual analysts out there. So 110%. Um, but I would have Merzlikens maybe a little lower Anderson, lower Harry price, lower. I would shoot yeah. Markstrom up. I would put Dubnik on this list. Um, maybe not in the top 10, no. but I have him somewhere in around 12, 13. Um, I, I got to put Koskinen and or Mike Smith on this list just because of the way Edmonton was playing. Um, I'm drawing the blank on Big the Big save Dave. Yeah, exactly. Big save Dave. Yeah, Calgary not in there. Hellebuck I might even have at number one. Um, Vasilevsky coming off an injury. Tukarovsky got some age. But I think they kind of gave him that number one nod because Boston did so well. And he's first in goals against average and first in save percentage. Yeah, so. and he, you know what? He's probably got some gas in the tank because he had Halak uh, saving him yeah. some energy. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens, I guess. They'll probably may do another list once the season gets going or the playoff tournament gets going. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting. So you just, you just brought up something, I think. So the round Robin, yes, the round Robin that the, that the other, that the teams are going to be playing is that like their points and their stats. It's not technically a playoff. So are they counting that as playoff points or is that like exhibition points? Cause they have the actual playoffs, but when they get into this, this, this playoffs, I, I'm just – I don't understand if that's going to count as – It's a good question. Because I, they're like, oh, it's not really a playoff. But yeah, it it's is. A, it's I don't know. It's, it's I'm, so not, I'm not too it's sure. Like, nightmare. Yeah, they are classifying it as, like, playoffs. Like, it, it's the playoffs. The season is over. Um, but, yeah, what do you do for the top eight seeds that are just going to be chilling there? Like, you make a good – that's a good point. I'm not too sure. I don't know if they gave any details on that or anything. Um, nonsensical hockey league <laughs> you got it i think that might be the title of 
the episode. Um, so yeah, we kind of touched on all the big topics. Um, Dolan talking yeah, about I nonsensical. Mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, James Dolan. They finally released um, their Black Lives Matter statement. I mean, they did release one kudos, but it was a little too late, and it kind of felt pressured by uh, social media. But um, I have it here, so I will pull it up quickly so uh, people ah. watching can read it, but I will read it out loud. Um, this was the tweet on the New York Rangers Twitter. Uh, every one of us has a role to play in creating a more just and equal society where there is no racism, racism, bigotry, violence, or hate. We stand with all who act for positive change. Um, it took three weeks to write that. I was going to say, <laughs> Kak, it took three weeks to write that. Um, what do you, what do you got to say about that? I think I, I, I retweeted that. And I remember saying like, I don't really, I'm not like, Look, if they said something profound, like what Marshan, oh, not Marshan, oh my goodness, uh, Patrice Bergeron said, or even the Boston Bruins, then I think they would have gotten away with a little bit more. But the fact that it took them three weeks and that's what they came up with, like the only thing that they had done up until that point was retweet Tony D'Angelo. So yeah. I don't, I, it, I just. He is quite a character, by the way, on Twitter. Well, he was he was a bit of a character. I remember when he was drafted, a few teams didn't want to like take a chance on him because yeah. he had this um, uh, personality, not personality, but this reputation uh, to speak his mind. Yeah. yeah. So 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 it's kind of interesting. Uh, I, I, and he has a podcast now, and people are like, eh, it's a racist podcast. Anyway, but uh, he, yeah. So I, I it, the it just gets from bad to worse. I mean, these organizations where you're just like it can't possibly get any worse. And then it just does. Now Dolan did have a point where it's like, you know, and I said this last week, you know, it's not in our place to say what's right or what's wrong. But if you had said something that was at least half of what the Bruins, the Bruins put out, then you, I think you would have been, you would have still had those like, Oh, finally that's the amount of time. But then it's like three weeks and literally like that you paid someone to type that. Like, can you get the money back? Like, yeah, I know. It's wild, man. But uh, everyone's I mean, complaining these days. Yeah, everyone's got something to say. But um, at least they act, they came out and said something. It would have been yeah. something else to not do anything. Well, they were um, also the last team, I think, to really do so. I think I, I believe they were. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I think I think Kak, that just about does it. I mean, we're finishing up a little shorter than usual, but not by too much. Um, we were gonna do face up. I don't know if you want to give me your two names, but I totally forgot to do uh, the names for you in preparation. So if you want, you can fire one. I could do one. I could do one. All right, let's fire it up. Let's, uh, you know what? We'll call this my half redemption for my (laughs) bullshit trivia that uh, I went through. (laughs) Well, there's a, there's a, okay. I'm not going to give you the tricky one. I'll give you. Oh, great. (laughs) I'll give you you the other, I'll give you the other guy. I don't even know how confident I will be in this one, but uh, fire it away. I think the clues are all right. Uh, well, not this one though. Drafted in the third round in 1984, this goalie. Oh, great! This goalie played for two NHL teams, winning the Conn Smythe three times. He was in the same draft as Mario Lemieux, a three-time Vezina Trophy winner. He has amassed over a thousand games, earning 66 shutouts. Funnily enough, won the Jack Adams as well. During the 2013-2014 season. Patrick Wah? Yes. Hey. So you want, do you want to hear my last? Yeah, my go last ahead. Is a sore loser, which is why he took himself <laughs> out of consideration for the 2002 Team Canada Olympic team because he wanted to start all the games. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm also going to now post that video of Patrick Wah when he was the coach of the Quebec Ramparts and he absolutely yeah. lost his marbles. Yeah. Um, kind of like how how kind of like how I was when I was hearing the Gretzky trivia. I'm like, you yeah, know Ultimate Gretzky. Yeah. What well, the hell? But I think you I think you got you got you got him. You got uh, Patrick Wass. So all right, well a little little bit of a, a bounce back for myself and my uh, self esteem. <laughs> um, you guys can go check out uh, the Slump Buster podcast, and you could uh, well you could hear my other hockey talk. You don't have to really listen to the trivia. It's kind of a it's kind of a mess. Um, you can go check them out at Slutbuster Podcast oh. on Instagram. Yes, Cac. Also, my Twitter handle is the double underscore Cac. I know. I you know what? I I remember I messed that up because I was thinking I was editing our video and I was like, oh shit, I totally messed up saying his. his and I'm like, he's gotten it right before. I'm like, yeah. oh man, uh, I don't want to. It was just a little. It was a little mess mi- mix up. 
But uh, you guys can go check out that episode. Let me know how I did. Uh, follow them and then follow us while you're at it as well. I mean, if you're listening, hopefully you already do. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, at FaceOffPuckPod. CAC, where can they find you on Twitter? And you say it just in case I mess it up again. The double underscore CAC. There Thank you, you very go. Much. Double <laughs> underscore. You can hear it with our new hot mics. Hopefully we sound a little bit better. Um, we got a little bit of upgrades. We got to make do with what COVID has been delting. Uh, we also had... We've had some uh, contract negotiations with our studio, and they're, uh, they're not going oh. too well, I think, at this point. We won't even get into that. We might have to go to arbitration or something. I'm um, trying my best, man, and, and, and I, it's just the wiggle room. It's, log- it's a logistics nightmare. We'll figure it out. Hopefully, hopefully uh, things change. Well, but... aren't we not moving in with Mike and his new yeah, podcast I mean, studio I didn't, basement? <laughs> I didn't want bring, to bring that up because he's not really here to back himself up, but uh, with Mikey moving into his new house – uh nat if you hear this we are gonna have a studio in your basement um we'll sit on it from that we may or may not have one but um we're working on getting our studio back in action um we will have some guests on in the future one i can confirm i'm not sure if it will be next week's episode or the week after but ben finelli of headstrong former kitchener ranger uh ohl defenseman you guys might know him from well the opposite side of what had happened when he got hit in the head by Michael Leambus of the Erie Otters. Um, and it kind of derailed his playing career a little bit, but we'll, uh, we'll talk to Ben. I played uh, rep hockey AAA with Ben here in Oakville for a bit and then played against him when he went to the GTHL. So we'll have him on. We'll get his take. Um, be sure to tune in, follow us. Like I said, subscribe to us, Spotify, iTunes, Google, YouTube, especially YouTube has been messing with our numbers lately. Um, but it's all good. We know you guys are out there listening and watching face off hockey podcast at the double underscore CAC on Twitter at writer Giovanni on Twitter as well. And you know what? For our boy, Mr. Adult, Mike Lasco at Mike underscore Lasco. And we are going to sign off with our casual Yager salute.